Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello there, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. My guest today is Lauren Fonville, and she's an accredited EFT practitioner and energy mind shift coach whose focus is to help others tap into their self-healing power, break through obstacles, and connect with your authentic selves. I just love that. Hello, Lauren, and welcome to Back to Basics. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited because a few episodes back... I also had someone that was the first time in the in the show that we heard about EFT and tapping and all these techniques. So I, I thought, okay, this is good because then we can go deeper into, into any of those concepts. But, uh, you know, I, I always say everybody's journey is unique and, and special. So tell us a bit about your origin story. Where are you from? And what did you enjoy doing as a child? Did you imagine yourself tapping into tapping or... Just, you know, a little bit of what, how this all began and what did you envision for yourself when you were young? Yeah, so I'm originally from New York and uh, now I live in, now I live in Delaware. So as a kid, I saw my, I saw my mom getting, you know, dressed up and going on the train and going into the city, going into Manhattan every day. And so I always thought that that would be me too, that I would be getting dressed up and going into the city, doing some sort of business job. I don't know if I really had it totally nailed down back then, but that is not what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I met my husband the very uh, end of my senior year of college. And we, we got engaged pretty quickly and he was in the military and after he went, he went on deployment. When he got back, I ended up moving across the country, living in, living in San Diego for a while. Um, And I was in the marketing field. So I worked at the time I was working in nonprofits and then uh, we moved, we ended up moving back across the country and I kind of switched gears and did corporate marketing for a while. So I never really saw myself doing tapping and, and energy work, but that really kind of evolved naturally. We had two children, we have two children. And when my husband transitioned out off of active duty into the reserves, and I was living in this uh, fantasy land that he was not going to have to deploy again. And we found out that he was going to have to deploy again. And this was going to be the first one since having kids. So that's when my anxiety and stress and overwhelm really skyrocketed. And just I started having panic attacks and was feeling really, really overwhelmed and started looking for ways of feeling how to feel better. And I explored a variety of different things. And it started off with signing up for yoga teacher training. So I'm also a yoga instructor. And that led me to, you know, meeting a lot of people that were really immersed in this world of of energy work. 
And I started studying Reiki and became a Reiki practitioner and, you know, practicing meditation and sound healing and all of these types of things, which, which really helped me in a difficult time in my life. And it was also around that time when I was introduced to EFT tapping, which quickly became a passion because of how much it helped me and really just fueled me in wanting to share it with other people because of how impactful it's been on my life. So I went the route of getting certified in, in EFT. And, and now I really combine all of these different healing modalities when I work with my clients to help people come home to themselves is how I describe it, really feel at ease in their body and you know feel good because so often we get so used to just feeling stressed and feeling overwhelmed and pushing through it. And, and that's not how it should be. We should allow, we should be, we should feel good in our bodies. So that's, that's the gist of the work that I do. Wow. Well, that, that, that's uh, very, very powerful. So basically you took a moment in your life that you describe, and I've done some research as a, you know, one of the toughest times and we all have those and you recognize, you know, all this anxiety and what was doing to your body and all that. And you say, let me explore and learn how I can deal with that. And that already is something that I think a lot of us fail to do. Just that recognition of, oops, I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety here. And uh, rather than do what the, I guess, the, the society has teach us to do, which is bury ourselves in more work and more activities and more social life, which only increase more of that anxiety that we're feeling. And we go down to a very self-destroying path, in my opinion, kind of recognize, okay, let me just see how I can deal with that. And that that's incredible. So you study all these things. And, 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 and I guess it, since we have you and you're the expert, why don't we dig a little bit into, you know, like what I describe, I'm sure. Do you see that with a lot of clients you work with that instead of taking one route, we kind of tend to go and take completely the opposite one? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, it does not feel good. We don't enjoy feeling intense emotions of stress, anger, frustration. Those are not the feel good feeling. So like you were saying, yeah, we, we really kind of shove that down. I call it stuffing. We kind of stuff it down and then we distract ourselves with something else. And that works in the short term, right? We, we, it can work to, to <laughs> maybe, you know, or maybe you're drinking a little bit too much after work on the couch or eating a little bit too much, you know, whatever it is to distract you from feeling those feelings. And while it can work in the short term, eventually all that stuff that you've been stuffing is going to get to a point where it's going to come out in some way. And um, sometimes that's emotionally, like taking it out on a loved one who doesn't deserve it. Sometimes Sometimes it's physically and you start to have chronic pain as a result of all of these stuffed emotions. But yeah, I think that's very, very common. And um, I think a lot of the time people end up coming to me when they're at this point of they can't take it anymore or they've tried other things and other things haven't, haven't worked. And the work that I do really helps to peel back the layers, so to speak, to really get to the root of, of what's going on. Because sometimes it can seem like surface level, like, oh, somebody said something mean to you. And then that, that stirred up this feeling inside. 
and, and you're feeling really angry or frustrated. But more than likely, there are other things that have happened, other experiences that you've had in your life that are also contributing to why you're having the reaction of whatever the trigger is that you're exposed to in the moment. And, uh, and that all of these things have kind of built up. And so you sometimes we're aware of that, but a lot of the time there isn't that cognitive awareness of, of what's going on, of why these things are coming up the way they are. So tapping is a beautiful process that gently helps you to explore that. And when we have this newfound awareness around why we're feeling the way that we're feeling, we can begin to shift it. Mm, that's uh, that's great. And uh, yeah, you, you made me remember something I read somewhere, somewhere which is follow the why. Mm. You know, like every time you have any of those feelings to just follow the why. And then that one why is going to give you another why and another why. And then when you ask a few of them, they're probably going to get through the real cause. So since you are an expert, I think, you know, you do Reiki and, and then EFT. Mm-hmm. Would you mind like for the benefit of the audience that maybe it's the first time they're just tuning into this episode, have missed others. But I know these are things that are coming more and more into conversation because you, you say yoga, everybody kind of gets the gist of what it is. But could you explain briefly, you know, both uh, techniques, both what each one of them is about? Yeah, sure. So I'll start with Reiki. Reiki is a form of Japanese energy healing. And really, it's about aligning the aligning the chakras, which are the energy centers of the body. And I'm a pretty visual person. So when I describe it, I, I like to describe it as if, so the energy centers start at the crown of the head, the uh, third eye, the throat, the heart, right above the belly button, right uh, below the belly button, the sacral chakra, and then the root chakra at the base of the spine. So if we think of all of those different points as glowing balls of light, and when you are in a state of health and well-being, those balls of light are are rotating, they're moving. And then if you think of of a ray of light coming down through the crown of the head, when all of those balls of light are moving, that ray of light can can easily move from the crown of that whole head all the way down to the root of the spine. But when we're in a state of dis-ease, right, or, or uh, you know, you're dealing with an emotion. So if an example is, let's say you, you've dealt with some sort of heartbreak, right? So now maybe that chakra that's at the, at the heart center, maybe that one isn't moving as much, or maybe it stopped moving altogether. So now the light coming down through the crown of the head can't move all the way down to, to the root. And so that causes this sense of dis-ease in the body or disease, and um, it can leave you feeling not good. So Reiki is is this way of helping to channel energy, the practitioner channels energy, and then sends it to the, the person. A lot of the time, the person is laying on a massage table if it's being done in person, fully clothed, and just um, possibly gently touching the person or having their hands above the person. Um, and it's just this process of channeling the energy and sending it where it needs to go so that the energy starts moving and those chakras start to start to move and you start to feel this sensation of, of, of energy of energy moving. And I know sometimes it's hard to talk about energy because it's not something that we see, right? It's something that we that we feel. This is also a practice that can be done virtually because energy knows no time or space, which is also another thing for people. A hard People have a hard time kind of wrapping their head around. It's like, wait, what? Like, how can you do this over the computer? But I describe it like, you know, if you are someone 
who walks in, you know, you had a, you had a great day at work, right? You had a great, wonderful day. You come home and maybe it's your child. Maybe it's a, a spouse that that's there and you open the door. They don't have to say anything. You, maybe their back is to you when you come in the door, but you can feel like, oh, something's not right. Like, oh, their energy is a little off, right? They don't need to say anything, but you can just feel the energy. So it's kind of like that. I like to describe it in, in that way that, you know, you just feel the energy, you feel, the practitioner feels into the energy and sends the energy where it needs to go so that it moves. So that's mm. Reiki. And then EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, also referred to as tapping, is this process of gently tapping on certain points of the body while simultaneously acknowledging the emotions that you're feeling. And when describing this, I compare it to acupuncture because people are more familiar with acupuncture. So when you go to an acupuncturist, they take those tiny little needles and they put them in at certain points of the body. And with tapping, instead of using little needles, we're using acupressure by gently tapping on some of these same points. And then there's this added component of acknowledging how we're feeling, speaking out loud and, and saying what's coming up for you. So if the emotion that we're dealing with is anxiety and stress, you'll be saying, I'm so anxious Well, when you're tapping on these points. And we're really tuning into the body, uh, noticing how your body feels, and then also noticing what thoughts come up. And sometimes, you know, a thought will come up that doesn't feel like it's related. That happens a lot, actually. You're like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about this, but that's not really related. And we want to we wanna cognitively make sense of it, right? We always want to make sense of things. So when something pops up that doesn't make sense, we try to, you know, dismiss it. But oftentimes that's really where we want to go. And, and tapping can be this process of connecting the dots. And let's just explore the thought. Even if you don't think it's related, your subconscious mind is bringing it up for a reason and let's go there and let's see where it, where it leads. So doing so can, can help you. It helps also to move another modality to move energy so that, so that you feel better. Um, and it releases a lot of those, a lot of those stuffed emotions and I think what I love about tapping and EFT so much is that there's a lot of science behind why it works and how it helps to calm the body and helps to regulate the nervous system. Mm. And, and the great thing is something that you can do. I mean, once you teach and I know you have a master class and, and, and you teach people uh, that's part of, I guess, your mission is to give people the tools so that they can deal with with this thing on your own and learn the technique and so that eventually you can really do it everywhere. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. The answer is at your fingertips. <laughs> yes, it's really at your fingertips. That That's great. And, and you know, some of the thoughts that came when you were explaining, thank you for that, I think is very useful because these are things I always like to ask the experts because I think the terms get used and interchange and you start hearing all everything and, and, and sometimes it's just the, the, the ideas are just blend in a strange way. But uh, the, the the interesting thing is, uh, you know, that we are such um, sensory uh, creatures. Like if we don't see it, if we cannot touch it, if we cannot smell it, to us doesn't mm -hmm. exist. And yet some, uh, some of the most powerful um, things we experience, we cannot touch. And, you know, love to me is the best example. Yes. You love somebody, you cannot explain why, you cannot touch the love, you cannot smell the love, you just know it's there. 
And uh, and I think when you know when you talk about mind shift and well when our mindset, I think that's usually something I try to focus on is how these incredible, powerful things that move us, anger and envy, jealousy, all these things we don't touch, all these things we cannot see, we cannot prove they exist. Mm -hmm. And yet we do react to that. But then when we hear about energy healing and we hear about other things like that, we have this resistance into believing that this has incidence in how we live our lives. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. It's, It's a hard thing for people to wrap their head around. And, you know, and and I think, I think that's another reason why I love tapping so much because, because there have been a lot of studies around it. And when I was first introduced to the idea, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I I thought it was ridiculous. Like I, at the time, you know, I, like I said, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress and I was very skeptical that tapping on myself was going to make me feel better. I thought that that was sounded very out there, you know, and, but then I tried it and I was like very confused by the fact that, whoa, something's happening here. I'm really, I really am feeling different. Why am I feeling different? And so that's why I really continued to explore it. And some of what's happening is that as we're tapping on these points, it's been shown to send a message to the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that controls fight or flight. And it's telling the amygdala, hey, you're you're actually not in a situation where you need to be in fight or flight right now. And it has been shown to reduce the amount of cortisol pumping through the body by up to 43%, which is a really, really big number. So learning about what's actually happening in the brain is, is helpful to me. So even though I can't see it, you know, I can feel it. And that's why I always encourage people, even if this sounds weird, but you're even the slightest bit intrigued give it a try. There's no negative side effects of it and see how it makes you feel. It's always important to to go out there and explore the things that you're curious about. And maybe it's the thing that's going to move the needle for you. Mm -hmm. Good advice. And and in your experience, when you see people and, 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 you know, I try to always give that extra push, exactly what you just did. If you're curious, just explore what's the worst that can happen. What do you think is the biggest resistance point when you see someone that kind of wants to, but doesn't do it? Is it laziness? Is it just a lack of belief? What do you think it's, it's the biggest resistance? Issue? Um, well, I think, I think there does need to be a readiness for it. I think you need to be ready and willing to sit with your emotions. And some people aren't in a space where they're ready to do that. You know, because because sometimes that can be scary, that idea of allowing yourself to feel the sadness, to feel the anger. It, it can feel um, maybe like you're not in control. But what I always like to remind people is that, you know, stuffing it down, while it may work for the short term, it won't work for the long term. And we need to we need to feel it in order to heal it. We can't, we can't outsmart it as hard as we try. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, I think the resistance is a lot of the time just not being, not being ready to go there, even though, you know, uh, some people will say, yes, I'm ready for healing, right? Like if you're in pain, whether it's emotional or physical, most people are like, yeah, I want the healing. I'm ready for the healing. But sometimes in certain situations, there are benefits of that pain. And being able to kind of think about that in, in, and how that might be affecting you, how this 
how this pain might be serving you in some way. Um, and, and being willing to kind of ponder that too is also an important, important part. Mm, that, that, that is great. Yes, I do believe that you, you, you know, I always say when the student is ready, the teacher shows mm -hmm. up. And, uh, and so that's kind of my mission with this podcast is because I know that at some point it's going to get to the person that, you know, has maybe had the curiosity or that wants to try something and say, you know, what if I just try and give it a chance? And there's the, I, I know that the first interview I did on tapping, I started tapping and now sometimes I'm in the car and I just do it, Amazing. you know, and it's. I have to say it's great. And and it's as as you say, it's at your fingertips is something that you say is another tool in the toolbox that you can access if you're not feeling right. And 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 because it takes a lot of work to keep one one's mind in the right mm -hmm. place. It's you know, we go to the gym, we try to eat right, we give everything, all other aspects of our lives what supposedly it needs, but then our mind and our soul are really the biggest engine into keeping us aligned to to live with our authentic self as you said we don't put that much into it and so so the the one question i had when you i also read your mission and i'm also all about you know connecting with your true essence with your authentic self what is that to you when are we connected to our true essence or to our authentic self how do we know Yeah, I think when we can get really, really honest with ourselves with with how we're feeling and allowing ourselves this, the time and the, the space to really feel those things and sit with it and notice what comes up. I mean, I feel like when I when I feel feel like I'm truly aligned is when I'm doing the work on myself and you know, whether that's tapping or journaling and just being real, being real with myself. And, and whether that's feeling really good or not, you can, I, I still think you can feel an alignment, whether you're, you know, whether you're feeling really sad or really angry or whether you're really happy, but it's just getting in line with that truth and, and speaking that truth to yourself. Mm, I love that self. I, I call it call your own BS, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because we bullshit ourselves, excusing the word yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes when you, when you learn to, to be real with yourself, as you said, you, you are more aware, you really become aware of where you're bluffing yourself. You know, you, you, you're doing a bluff to your own self and say, I'm not dumb. I know that I'm just saying this, but this is this story. I cannot even believe it. The, the story <laughs> I'm telling myself. And, and, and it really gets powerful when you start calling your, your own BS and, 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 and it gets you to a place where you just are indeed more aligned with this is just what it is. And, and you learn to befriend that, that feeling of where you're at. Yeah. Like I think something that I'll tell my clients to do often is, you know, set a little, set a little alarm on your phone and then just like a check-in with yourself and be like, how am I feeling in this, in this moment? And if the answer is I'm feeling great. Okay. Awesome. What, what have I been thinking about? What am I thinking about right now? And so you're making that connection with what you're thinking about and how you're feeling. And if the answer is like, oh, I'm really stressed right now. Okay, what am I thinking about? And so once you, it's just a, a quick little tool to help begin to create more awareness around the thoughts and the feelings in the body. Um, and, and that can be really powerful, like you said, because that awareness, once we have the awareness, then we can really begin to create the change. Mm. 
That that's beautiful. So, Lauren, anything uh, else that you're working on that you're excited about? Anything we haven't discussed that maybe you want to share with the audience? Of course, I'm going to share all the the info. I know that uh, you have a lot of resources in your webpage that will be shared. Anything else that you that you want to take the opportunity to share? Yeah, I would just I would just tell people that like you know, truly all of the answers are within. So if you feel like something is is missing or you need something, the answers are all there. They're all within. And sometimes we need a little help accessing them and tapping, meditation, sound healing, all of these different tools are different ways to help you help you access that. And I just encourage all of you to continue to explore and that if if this intrigues you in any way, I do have that free masterclass on my um on my website, which is mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass. And um, yeah, just keep, keep going for it. Keep keep co- trying to come back to yourself and, and, and feel good because we deserve it. We all truly deserve to, to feel good. So don't give up on that. Mm, yeah, I love it. And you said it earlier uh, on the show, but you said, come home to yourself. I, I, put, I, I wrote that note as I heard your potential episode title, but I love that, that staying with me. And so, you know, in terms of the last question I ask is, uh, what makes you tick besides everything that we discuss? What makes you come home to your true self? Yeah, I, I think joy, finding, finding the joy, play, really. Um, I was just talking about this with someone yesterday, reminding, like thinking about like as a kid, what did you enjoy doing? What was fun? How did you like to play? And doing that now as an, as an adult, because it's easy, easy to get wrapped up in the chaos of the world around you. But even as something as, as simple, I had a friend who, who would take out bubbles and just blow the bubbles because she loved bubbles as a kid and it just brought her joy. Right. So it, it, it can be something as simple as that, but just reminding yourself to, to always come back to play. Mm, that's, that's beautiful. And by the way, that's why I always ask about the childhood and what you enjoy doing. And, and, you know, it's incredible to seeing how many interviews, you know, that those things, certain shades of things that people enjoyed when we were kids, that's the, the, those qualities have found their way for people that really live in alignment. They have found their way into their lives in, in a different way. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, I always say I used to pretend to interview people and I'm not, I'm in telecom. I'm not an interviewer. I'm not, but through my podcast, I'm kind of, you know, uh, feeling into that joy of the pretending interview. Yeah, I love and, that. and it's crazy. It's crazy how these things happen, but you just you just said it in a different way. So I wanted to say for the record, that's why I always ask about yeah. childhood and what made you happy back then. And, and, and you know, so I, I thank you because I think the work you do is very important to help us all of us to, to connect to our true essence. I think we are living in unique times where we have a unique opportunity to for connection within and with others. And, uh, you know, I admire your work and I thank you for being part of Back to Basics. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you. And until a new episode of Back to Basics, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out 
about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.